Hi, welcome to Head Start, the podcast for race directors and the business of putting on races. Today, we have another bonus episode for you. The Give Sign Up, Run Sign Up Symposium series has grown from modest beginnings of just a few dozen people to be the industry conference most race directors and timers will attend during the year. And this January 25th, 26th, the symposium series returns to Orlando, Florida after a two-year hiatus for an awesome two days of education and networking. And all race directors, timers, and non-profit professionals are invited, not just give sign-up, run sign-up customers. So it's great to have with me today Johanna Good from Give Sign-up, Run Sign-up, who has the unenviable job of putting the whole thing together to tell us a little bit more about what you can look forward to both at and around the symposium this coming January. Give Sign Up, Run Sign Up, of course, sponsor our Head Start podcast, and we're very grateful for their support. And they're also providing us with a discount code to register for this symposium, which Johanna will be revealing later in the episode. So stick with us to learn more and save a little on your symposium registration. By the way, if you only stumbled into this bonus episode by chance, we have a lot more great content for you on our podcast back catalogue. So go check that out at racedirectorshq.com forward slash headstart and hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast player to stay on top of all future content coming out on the podcast. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the episode with Johanna Good. Johanna, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Panos. It's great to see you again. It's very great to see you too. How are you? How are things at Run Sign Up? Things are going well. Coming out of the pandemic, we're starting to see a lot of events coming back kind of across the board. So it's been fun to see things happening and moving again. That's great. So today uh, we're doing a uh, bonus episode for our listeners. So a little bit outside the regular flow of things because we're going to be touching on the Give Sign Up, Run Sign Up Winter Symposium. I thought I'd I'd ask you to uh, come back onto the podcast because you're sort of leading the symposium and uh, share with with our listeners a few things about the symposium, how it came about, what it is about, what people can potentially look to gain from attending. Lots of people would know about it. I've personally never attended, but I've heard really great stuff from people in terms of sort of the how fun it is and all the educational content. And I've watched some of the clips, but it's it's best to get it sort of like from the horse's mouth, how, you know, what it's about and what you guys are trying to do with it. So first of all, we should say the upcoming winter symposium, we're going to mention this a couple of times for people. It's going to be held in Orlando, Florida, and it's this January 25th, 26th. So a really great place to be during the summer. And is this the first winter symposium? Am I right? It is the second. So... Uh, we did one in January of 2020 in Orlando, and then obviously took off last year. All right, just about uh, just before things um, were shut down, right? Yep, yep. Before we knew that we shouldn't do that. <laughs> right, and and you guys, of course, have the summer symposium, right? Which is normally held. Tell us a little bit about the the summer one, which I think was the the first symposium you guys held? Yeah, so we started doing symposiums in the summer. I believe of 2014 was our first one. Um, those have been traditionally held in Philadelphia in July. The dates have kind of moved around a little bit, but kind of mid to late July. The idea of that, you know, initially was just, we were a fairly new company at the time, wanted to start bringing together some of our customers so we could dual purpose, uh, provide some education for them, but also 
have some time where we spend a lot of time with them in person ourselves and could learn from them, uh, get a better understanding of what they needed and what they were looking for. And that kind of grew, you know, it was grew over time. And with a lot of demand for that, we started looking at doing a second one in the winter uh, for people who couldn't come in the summer. Right. And grew over time. Just give us an idea of like, where did you guys start from and where you're currently at? I guess the last in-person symposium that uh, took place. So we, I believe my first year in 2014, I think we had 40 people. Um, It was just a one day event, one small room, everyone kind of together in a couple of sessions. Over the last couple of years, I think we've been kind of between 200 and 300, depending on the season and, and the exact event and the capacity of where we're at. We tend to to look for some smaller places that you know can't really hold more than that anyways. So. Right. And just to clarify for people, I think this is going to be important. The symposium, is it actually that's not very clear to me either. So I, I think if it's not clear to me, it's not going to be clear for many people. Is the symposium only there for sort of like run sign up customers? Or can other people attend? So if I'm a race director and I'm not on run sign up, can I, can I attend? Can I come? Yeah, anyone can attend. Uh, we certainly have more give sign up, run sign up customers there than non-customers. Uh, but the idea is for it to be accessible to anyone. It's, it's relatively inexpensive as far as conferences go. We try to keep the price as low as possible. Um, and what we, we do is there is, there are going to be sessions if you're not a customer where someone is showing you how to use technology at the same time, anytime we're talking about email marketing um, or you know marketing tools or registration best practices, m- many of those things are going to be available across a lot of different platforms. You can take a lot of the best practices and apply them no matter what technology you're using. Right. So basically, if I am a run sign up customer, I'm going to also be able to see some stuff and try things out that are specific to the run sign up platform, I guess. But you're saying that even if I'm not... There's many things that, you know, are done in some form or other in other places as well. And, and there's going to be other educational sessions that are of, of value to me. Um, and in terms now of winter and summer going forward, is the idea to keep both of those running? Probably. We are evaluating kind of what we want to do long term and if there's a format we want to change or if we want to add different different elements in. So I can't say... Forever, it's going to be two symposiums at exactly those times, but uh, the current plan is that. Right. Maybe a symposium a little bit uh, further west from the East Coast, maybe? for, for We summer, have. Right? We have talked about trying new locations or doing some smaller events um, in different areas or changing up timing. Like there's just, yeah. So we we are, you know, we tell our events not to get stale. Um, we are also trying not to get stale and think about if there's stuff we want to change uh, over the next couple of years, but Right. And one more uh, thing to clarify for people listening in, we have, you know, lots of um, vendors in our audience and sort of other industry people. Besides race directors, if I'm a vendor, if I'm a brand, you know, like if I have stuff to communicate to race directors and the community, can I bring my brand or my company to the symposium? Can I exhibit? So... Yes, you can definitely bring your brand. We do have a vendor pricing, uh, which is a little bit higher than for race directors or timers, simply because we heavily subsidize the cost of what the event is for people who are race directors and timers because we want them it to be accessible to them. If you're a vendor, you're welcome to come. We just don't want to subsidize your your uh, your meals and stuff. Um, so that price is a little bit higher, but you can always sign up and come and just meet people and hang out. Um, we don't do a traditional expo and that is intentional because we are frequently vendors at expos and, 
often don't find them to be super productive, um, find them kind of, you know, to be a waste of our time and something that people don't necessarily want. Because of that, we do have some limited opportunities for vendors to interact as sponsors, a couple of places where you're allowed to set up things or have a little bit of a presence that's a little bit more visible as a brand partner. Uh, If you're interested in that, just reach out to me and I can send you the options for that. But it won't look like, you know, a big space that you walk into and there's a lot of different booths set up. Right, right. So are are vendors actually like historically, have they attended? Uh, Have you had people? Yes, we've had a couple of vendors who have attended from the very beginning, would buy their own tickets and just come as attendees um, and meet people and frequently ask us if we were ever going to have real sponsorships. Um, For several years, we did not. I believe actually January 2020 was the first time we had any traditional sponsors. Um, and like I said, it wasn't really, you know, what you usually think of, but we did have a little bit more of a presence and a role for them, uh, beyond just being attendees. Um, but we have had people from, I believe maybe not the first one, but at least by the second symposium, uh, vendors who would opt to come. Okay, cool. So I'm trying to think, what is the thinking? What was your guys thinking behind launching the symposium, right? I can sort of see why you'd want to get together with, with, uh, customers and stuff, but it looks like the whole symposium thing has grown to be a lot more than that. And, uh, you know, there's, I mean, there's been a few conferences, there's still a few uh, industry conferences around. So how would you sort of position or think of yourselves relative to other conferences? What do you guys bring to the table? Why is the symposium around? What kind of need does it, does it feel? Yeah. And I mean, like you said, there's a lot of other industry conferences. I've been to a lot of them. They're great conferences for what they do. Um, I think where we wanted to fall, and to be fair, this is not necessarily, I think, what we knew going into it. It's kind of what we've learned over time uh, for what people have gotten out of it, um, is that there are a lot of conferences that do a lot of high-level thinking. They do a lot of you know, general networking of large events. They get a lot of like these big customers together who come and talk. Um, and so the two kind of niches that we wanted to fill were one being a broader audience. So we do have, you know, races over 30,000 who will attend, but we are also, you know, accessible and easy for a small race director who just wants to learn more. Um, And so kind of bridging the gap for all sizes of events. In addition to that, um, we're a lot more training heavy. We're a lot more very nitty gritty. We don't spend as much time talking about the general theory of hosting events. We really talk about like, how do you actually build an email? Um, what do you actually need to do to reach your customers? Um, and you know, how do you actually create a race day flow that's easier, that kind of thing. So we're a lot more focused on, on the really specific, uh, specific training aspects of putting on events rather than kind of the overall industry impression. Yeah. And I think that's, that's awesome to be honest, because, you know, we sort of like race directors HQ also in a way tries to bridge that gap. I think some of the conferences and some of the networking opportunities out there, they just happen by virtue of price and stuff to be a little bit unaffordable for most people. So it's great to see people getting together in one place, all kinds of people, all race directors can learn from others. Like, you know, even if you're doing like, you know, 40,000 person events, there's still things to learn and, and you can learn from others. And it's also great to have something where, you know, like people can show up with a, with a notepad and actually jot down stuff and then go back home and actually apply it, right? It's, it's sometimes I see all these sessions which are so, you know, like high level, almost like stratospheric level, right? You, you don't come away with anything from it. 
We'll actually, we actually give you a notepad so we can make sure that you know, uh, write down your notes in every session. Oh, that's super. That's exactly what you need. That's exactly what you need. Yeah. And race directors are a little bit old school. I guess not many people mm-hmm. uh, showing up with um, we get I- a little bit iPads of both. and the like. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's get into the, um, into the sort of like agenda of the symposium and what people can look forward to. So I noticed on the website, and I'm not sure whether that's a new thing or not, that there's three different tracks that you guys are doing. You sort of had a separate timer track before, right? So tell us a little bit about the three tracks. Yeah, so we, I mean, again, the very first year, there was one track. Um, After that, we started splitting up into a race director track and a timer track. Um, I believe 2020 was the first time that we did a little bit of a nonprofit track, and it was pretty lightweight then. This year, it's going to be a little bit more full-blown. We'll have three tracks running the entire time. Um, so the way that that works is there are three separate rooms. They are kind of designated to be intended sessions for timers, race directors, or nonprofits who want to learn about things beyond just endurance events. That being said, you don't have to like say I'm a race director, make that declaration, and those are the only sessions you can attend. A lot of our customers wear a lot of different hats. And so you can look at all the sessions and say, you know, this race day one is for timers, but that's the kind of thing that I care about in my event. I want to go to that one. Um, I'd like to go to this, you know, race director session, and I'd like to go to that one to learn more about, you know, this nonprofit that's working with me. So it's kind of a make your own adventure, pick your own sessions um, out of three kind of main emphases. Right. And, and, and is it possible for you to give us sort of like a rough idea in each track, sort of what the focus or like what kinds of things people can uh, look forward to? Yeah, I'll start with race directors, because I think that's probably yep. what most people here are. Um, we do a lot on different types of marketing uh, in terms of, you know, we definitely email marketing, marketing tools to help grow your race, um, how you want to set up a website, um, those kinds of things to really talk about your brand and how you're sharing your organization. Um, we do work with some efficiency. So how you communicate better with your participants, what kinds of automation you can put in to make it uh, a little bit easier for, for your participants to manage their own registration, uh, to kind of cut you out as a customer service person all the time. Fundraising, you know, if you're working with a partner who wants to raise more, how you want to work with them to make sure that they reach their goal because, you know, that everyone likes having a race that supports a cause. Um, and if it's not your cause, uh, you want to make sure that you're working well with your charity partner. And then one that I'm actually very excited about is uh, uh, Porter Bratton from Orca Running is oh, yeah. going to do a session on um, you know taking his organization carbon neutral. Super. And you know talk through kind of how he's thought about that process, uh, what you know what steps those are going to take, and how you can you know if if not go carbon neutral, start thinking about reducing your carbon footprint for your events. Yeah, that's great. Uh, fantastic uh, race director, really savvy business person. So you know we, this episode is probably going to go out before that, but we actually recorded an episode with Porter on buying and selling races with him and Tony yeah. Sack. So yeah, yeah. to raise to uh, run sign up uh, people. So that's going to be really interesting. Okay. So that's race directors, then timers and nonprofits. What can they look forward to? Yeah. So for timers, we're really focused on your race day tools. You're going to talk a lot about race day scoring, about, you know, race day check-in, race day registration, how you keep a good flow on your race day. Uh, as well as how timers can grow their businesses, really expand what they're doing, um, and you know, reach out and reach new events. For nonprofits, it's going to be focused on broader fundraising events. So they will have some sessions on endurance events like runs, 
there will also be more sessions, though, on you know, using email marketing for your events, um, different types of virtual and hybrid events you might want to do, how you present your nonprofit uh, on your event website, stuff like that that's a little bit beyond just endurance events. Super. And so so just for me to understand, and for our listeners, more importantly, when we say nonprofits here, are you thinking of that would be someone like that would be a nonprofit who hasn't put on races before? Or are we talking about a, a nonprofit which has experience in races? It could be either. Um, so in some cases, it will be someone who has worked with a uh, gift sign up, run sign up to put on a race before and now wants to think about how they can use technology, the similar technology to put on bigger events or different types of events. Um, and in that case, often it's a, you know, events manager or a you know, person for a nonprofit who that's their main focus. And they just kind of want to look out, branch out beyond that. But there's also events that are using our software that are entirely unrelated to run, walk rides. And it's someone who has never used our platform for that purpose. And there should be plenty of content that then if they just want to talk about fundraising events in general, it doesn't have to be related to endurance. Super. Another thing to clarify, you guys, I think you do some kind of certification for timers as well, right? Are you going to be offering certification at the symposium? We are not doing certification at the symposium this time. Uh, We have done that in the past and it's just very time intensive and uh, a lot of focus for the timers. So we think it's going to be a little more productive for them uh, to come certified so that they can talk about more advanced features instead of teaching them the basics of software. Uh, Those certifications are now available online anytime. uh, So you can set up a time to get sent the materials, do it on your own, have some interaction with CRISP if you have questions or if you want to go beyond the basic certification and get that handled uh, before the, the symposium so you can really get the most out of all the content there and talk about some of the more advanced features instead. So I can get certified remotely, can I? We can do individual certifications remotely now, yeah. Okay, super. So that's in both race day scoring and uh, race joy. Excellent. One other thing I noticed on the website, speaking of hands-on stuff and, you know, how you you come away from the symposium with, you know, like actionable stuff that you can apply to things, there's a demo room. What's that about? Demo room is my favorite. Um, We put a lot of resources into it and it's open throughout the majority of the symposium. It's kind of like, If you're looking at the schedule and it's a session, there's not a session that you're super excited about. You can use that time. It's also open during any of the breaks, um, you know, meals, that kind of thing, so that you can, there's plenty of time that you can go in and see things in action. It kind of grew out of wanting to have time for, you know, attendees to have one-on-one time with team members on our team to ask questions and really dig into problems they were having. Um, so the way that we've handled this and made it more efficient and also given you the opportunity to see something that you may not have known you wanted to see is to set up a demo room where you know you can go through an entire race day registration process, what it looks like if you show up at an event. Um, you can also sit down and have someone walk you through a demo of any of the tools on our platform. There's kind of different tables and areas to help you find the right person to answer your question. Um, and they can show you things in real time and really give you a hands-on look at how the technology works. That's great. How many people are going to be in the demo room from from your side of things? Probably about 10 at any given time. So wow. it's it's a big part of what our team is doing when we're there is, is keeping the demo room up and running. Is this the first year that at like the winter symposium? Is this the first occasion in which you, you're doing the demo room? No, we did January 2020 was the first time um, we put in a full demo room. We'd done some like demo elements before, but that was the full first full demo room and it was very well received. Well, yeah, I can imagine because, you know, if I were a customer, particularly if I were a customer, right, 
And what you just said, being able to be walked through the full registration flow by someone. I mean, it's like support on steroids, right? I mean, you have the full thing there. It, it sounds pretty awesome. And if you have questions that you just haven't had answered, you can bring them to anyone. And, you know, even if it doesn't look like there's a correct setup, they'll make sure someone can get your questions answered. People are making lists as we speak. All the questions, <laughs> they're going to bring them to Orlando. Okay. The other thing that, um, of course, now moving on a little bit to the fun side of things, because like, you know, like doing the demo and stuff is is all uh, is all great, but it's, a, it's also a great opportunity to meet people. And after what we've been through with, with the pandemic, also have a little bit of fun. And... Um, I noticed like so many other um, conferences, you have a fun run, which is awesome. What's that about? Is that like a 5K that people people do? Yeah, so it is a 5K. We call it the sweet run because it is a uh, example of our race day suite. It is also uh, then we have some sweets on hand. We will have donuts available. Wow. So the way, you know, it's, it is just like, you know, if you've ever been to a conference, a lot of running event conferences will have a 5K gather in the morning. It is time. It is unofficial. The course is open. There is one street crossing, so we don't really want you to try to win that badly. Um, we'll have someone manning that to make sure that you don't run into traffic. But um, it's just a quick little 5K around the area. Um, but what's a little bit unique and cool about it is that we do we do time it not because we care who wins, but because um, we want to show you how the timing works. You know, we have race joy with cheers and our entire kind of race day suite out in operation for that. So what's fun is that there are certainly a lot of people who are excited to go run or walk. Walkers are welcome. But we also have a lot of people who don't want to run or just more interested in the technology who will get up at 6 a.m. And instead of going out for the run, they'll come down and actually just watch the timing happen, um, watch the actual technology end of it to learn more about that side. So it's kind of both ends. If you don't want to run, there's still something for you to do. Yeah, well, I, I bet I bet you don't uh, care who wins, but I can tell you, there's going to be a few people there who, who do care who wins. There's... I know. I just don't want them to get hit by traffic, so I have to tell them not to care who wins. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. I mean, there's a few. I know a few run sign up customers that come to mind that you know might might get a little bit competitive there. And it's what it's like um, early in the morning on the second day. Yeah, it's it's six fifteen on the the second day of the symposium. Okay, so tell me now, how many people make it to the to the to the six? whatever, 6.30 race or whatever, after like a hangover or like a, you must have like some kind of networking thing the night before. We do. And I don't have the number in front of me, but I was impressed last time. I would have said at least half the conference was there either running or watching, if not more. Um, it was very strong turnout last time. So, And uh, who won it and by what time? Last time, our winner was Andy Bacon, who ran it in a 17.40 about a 5.42 pace, so I'd say not too bad, especially not too bad. considering there might have been a stop there. Not too bad. Well done, Andy. Okay, uh, super. So you have the fun run. We mentioned there's something about, you know, like uh, networking and people having fun and having a glass of wine. What's that side of things in the symposium? What? How much of that do you have? Yeah, so we have social events both uh, both nights. Uh, the first night is a little bit more of a full dinner. This, the last night, you know, some people are on their way out, so we keep that a little bit more casual but as a happy hour. Uh, but what we do with, with both of those and really kind of our philosophy in general is we don't want you sitting at tables. Uh, we don't have a formal program. You don't have to sit through us talking. I think at most Bob might say thank you to everyone. And that's about it. We kind of want those to be times for you to really actually network. So obviously there is a table where you can get your food and go sit down to eat. Um, but a lot of it is, is really created to bring people together and get you guys chatting and talking and playing games, um, out by the pool. Uh, it's just a nice way to 
to meet people informally um, and make some connections that aren't quite as stiff as as in a session room. Great. Well, raise directors at a pool. I need I need to see that. I need to get some picture from that. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess speaking of pool, like Orlando in January, is that is that sort of like a time of year where you would swim in Orlando? Is it is it as as warm as that? It can vary. Um, last time, yeah, it was eighty five and humid. Um, so you know, it, it can be cooler than that, but it's it's often quite nice um, and perfectly capable for that kind of thing. So you know, keep an eye on the weather leading up to it. But you might want to bring your bathing suit. Great. Well, what are the what are the kinds of things uh, people um, did last time around in Orlando? So when they were there. Did you arrange for other stuff sort of outside the conference or people did their own thing? The conference is pretty self-contained. Uh, Orlando is a pretty big area, so it's easier to kind of keep people in in one little space and area where we can keep things together. Um, but we definitely had a lot of people who brought down their families. They would go to Disney before or after um, or kind of you know go out and explore Disney Springs, the like kind of downtown area um, or just, you know, other, other fun theme parks in the area. So a lot of people brought families or stayed a couple of days after came down a little bit early to use that time you know, a little bit of a vacation in, in addition to the, the conference yeah sounds great i mean if how close is disney from the from the conference venue most of the parks disney and most of the parks are about 30 minutes from the hotel uh, depending on you know exactly the time of day but it's pretty easy and flexible to get there oh perfect occasion for a family vacation in january okay so let's go um, over the details one more time so it's Orlando, Florida, January 25th, 26th. Until when can people uh, sign up? Theoretically, until the event starts. Um, we are keeping an eye on numbers. It's a pretty big venue, so we'll probably be fine taking registrations until uh, you know January 24th. That being said, if we are getting close to kind of our cap that we're comfortable with, um, then we will close things out and you know, give you guys a warning about that. What is the registration cost? So currently we are in our kind of regular registration period. The registration cost right now is 225 and then on December 11th that goes up to 275. However, we did want to offer the listeners of the podcast a discount. Oh, great. So if you use the coupon code RDHQ, that will knock you down to our early bird pricing, which was 195. Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. It's very generous of you. Is there a different price for vendors who might who may want to attend? Yes. Vendors is a set price at $750, and that's for just registration for their actual individual registrations. Okay. And you were saying earlier, I think, I mean, I think most people would understand this, but it, it it's also good to sort of like set it on record here that this is not a conference you guys make money out of, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I, no. okay, that 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 laugh says it all. I like at two to five dollars. You said it's heavily subsidized, right? So, you know, people will be getting a lot more than that in terms of value. Yeah, our, our true cost per, per attendee is closer to the six 700 uh, range. Wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, very kind of you to subsidize that. And in terms of the policy you guys have around uh, COVID, I mean, let's, let's first think about participants rather than cancellations and stuff. If I want to attend, uh, what do I need to bring with me? We just need you to be vaccinated. Um, we don't want to be police officers, but we request that you not register if you are not vaccinated. Um, keeps everyone safe. If you aren't able to be vaccinated, we'll have plenty of virtual content available for you this year, um, and we'll have you join us in person at another time. 
Okay. Well, speaking of content, actually, that's a question I, I forgot to ask earlier. You guys, every year, you do release some clips from the conference. Is the idea that, you know, some of those sessions will also be at some point, you know, shared over video and stuff? Yeah, we... We have not, we, we, we will not live stream the whole thing. I believe we will probably live stream one session. Um, and then we will archive everything. It's not as fast to put out as our, dig- our virtual ones. So you won't get stuff the next day. But if you're not able to attend, we will make content available as soon as we're able. Okay. And people, do you have like special rates that they stay in a given hotel or something? Does everyone stay in, like in the main venue? How do people normally do it? Yeah, so the main hotel is the Orlando Airport Marriott Lakeside, which is a bit of a mouthful. Um, but all of the sessions take place there. All of the events, we're all kind of right there. You can reserve a book, a room in our block there for one eighty nine a night, uh, and a number of you know, I'd say the majority of attendees will stay there. That being said, it's an area with a ton of hotels. So if you don't like the Marriott or you want something for a different price point, there's you know, easily 10 to 15 hotels within walking distance that you can you can look at as well. So if I want to book the 189 rate, is there something I need to do or do I just call up the hotel and I say, you know, I'm with a conference and they give me the 189? Yeah. So there is a link to the reservation uh, using that room block rate on our website, which is runsignup.com slash winter symposium. Perfect. From there, you can just go to host hotel and that link will take you directly to the hotel rate. It's good to repeat um, the uh, website address uh, one more time. So where am I going? Rensignup.com slash winter symposium. One word. Yes, all one word. Okay. And that's sort of like my gateway to everything. I can look up the agenda. I can look up dates, the whole thing. Yep. Registration is on there. All the information and details. If you want to contact us, you can do that straight through there as well. Okay. Awesome. Last thing. God forbid something happens and, you know, like this virus goes crazy again. Uh, what's the plan? If, uh, if people have sort of like registered, what, what happens with the, with the in-person component? Yeah, so we feel really optimistic that we'll be able to move forward this year, that we'll be able to host the event and we'll feel good about it. Um, but if things change and for some reason we can't, we will do a virtual version and we will fully refund every fund, everyone uh, your money for registration. That being said, also, if we move forward, we think it's fine, but you have your own reservations for any reason or someone you know gets sick or for whatever reason you are not able to attend, just contact us. We will be very flexible and provide refunds, you know, pretty liberally if you're not comfortable. Fantastic. Okay. That's a, that's an awesome refund policy. Okay. So let's recap. January 25th, 26th, you can be a race director. You can be a timer. You can be a nonprofit. There's going to be sort of like tracks for everyone separately, but you can also mingle and sort of like pick and mix from those things. Um, Orlando, Florida, very close to Disneyland. So bring the kids. What are we now? Two to five, you said right now? Yes. And we can knock it down with the RDHQ discount to 195? Correct. Awesome. And people need to head to runsignup.com forward slash winter symposium. Excellent. And you're going to be there. I will, along with a lot of our team. Awesome. So last question, how stressful is it organizing this thing? I mean, you know, you guys are race directors, you know what events are like, Um, but we've been doing this for a number of years now. So some of it is kind of systematized. Um, We got a a lot of people on our team now, so that helps. Yeah. But most of the weight of this falls on your shoulders, right? Yeah. This is, you know, been kind of my baby since I started. So my project to make sure it happens. Okay, great. So people (laughs) listening in, when you attend the symposium, buy Johanna a drink. 
So uh, <laughs> you'll know who she is. People will tell you. So just find her and buy her. A, what are you drinking? What's your drink? I'm a beer girl. Beer. Okay. Buy Johanna a beer then, please, guys. So thank you very much. Is there anything else you think we should mention here? I think that pretty much covers it. You know, if I missed anything, shoot me an email. Let me know. We can always answer any questions. Okay, great. So what's your email? Johanna. Uh, it's J-O-H-A-N-N-A at runsignup.com. Great. Okay. Thank you very much, Johanna, for uh, coming on today and sharing with us all this um, information about the Winter Symposium. I hope as many people listening in will be able to make it. I think it's a fantastic conference, whether you're a Run Sign Up customer or not. It's for all the kinds of people that I know follow run, uh, Race Directors HQ and listen to this podcast who are, you know, all kinds of race directors with all kinds of backgrounds, not just, you know, like the the ultra high profile ones. And I think they're going to derive great value from it. Hopefully we'll all see each other in Orlando. And thank you very much again for coming on. Thanks, Panos. Thank you very much to our listeners. And we'll see everyone on our next podcast. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode on the upcoming Give Sign Up, Run Sign Up Winter Symposium with Give Sign Up, Run Sign Up's Johanna Good. As you heard back there, you can register for the Winter Symposium using the coupon code RDHQ, that's RDHQ, to save $30 on your registration. That coupon will knock you back to the early bird registration price of just $195. So head over to runsignup.com forward slash winter symposium. That's runsignup.com forward slash winter symposium and register today. Honestly, it's an awesome opportunity to grow your skills and your network and your kids get to go to Disneyland in January. So it's a total win-win. If you've got any questions about the symposium, you can still share them in our Facebook group, Race Directors Hub, or just email Johanna directly at johanna at runsignup.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on your favorite player. And also check out the podcast back catalog for more great content like this. Until our next episode, take care and keep putting on amazing races.